Welcome to the Next Wave Radio Hour from WERU Community Radio, a program featuring folks around their 20s and 30s from across Maine. I'm your host, Olivia Pruk, and I use she-her pronouns. In this show, I hope to provide you with unique perspectives of life from the next generation working to create the future they hope to see. In this episode, I talk with couple and owners of Precipice Coffee, Maggie and Bill Ayanuzi. To start, I talk with Maggie. So if you want to just give me your name and your pronouns and what your job title or what you'd like to say you do for a living is. Yeah. So my name is Maggie Ayanuzi. My preferred pronouns are she, her. Um, I own, co-own Precipice Coffee. And I am technically the CEO of our company, but I just like to say I own Precipice Coffee. Um, and yeah, I, I on a day-to-day basis manage, you know, sales and marketing for Precipice Coffee, as well as do a lot of baking for the business, which is kind of the passion I have now for Precipice Coffee. How exciting. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. yeah. So baking as well. I love that. So we've like expanded. Yes, we have expanded. It's kind of, as of this summer specifically, become a bigger part of the business, which is is fun Had to see how it evolves. Absolutely. So I kind of, when I generally interview people, I like to kind of set, take the audience back um, to like baby Maggie and where, where it all began and, and what did your early childhood look like? Yeah. So baby Maggie was born (laughs) on an army base called Fort Belvoir in Alexandria, Virginia. So my dad was in the military um, and my parents were high school sweethearts from the Philly suburbs and um, yep, they got married um, and we moved around to a few different army bases in my youth. So we moved to, you know, Massachusetts, Pittsburgh, um, and then my dad finished his time in the military, and we ended up back where they grew up in the Philly area. Um, my parents split up when I was pretty young, so I was six, um, and then, yeah, split time between my mom and dad, just bouncing around the Philly area. Um and grew up, I guess, more or less uh, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Um, and I went to high school in Central Bucks School District there um, and loved it. You know, I had a very kind of, I think, normal suburban childhood in my eyes. Um, and when I finished high school, um, I went to Temple University in Philadelphia and stayed in Philly, you know, till I, for about 15 years after that. Wow. So, yeah, I guess that's my trajectory. Nice. So yeah. definitely in Pennsylvania for a good chunk of your yes, life. Yes, yes. I am from Pennsylvania, but we did have a, a, before we moved to Maine, we actually ended up moving to Alexandria, Virginia. So I actually got to live oh, for cool. a couple of years where I was born and it was really kind of cool. It was a weird full circle life experience and we just Mm -hmm. you know bills my husband bill's work took us to move there so it was kind of yeah it was a strange kind of full circle life experience but very cool cool. yeah yeah for sure it's funny how life happens like that sometimes I know yeah exactly totally unexpected to be able to go back I I actually got to visit the base and everything as an adult and it was really cool so that is awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about education and I was kind of curious what maybe 
you studied in school or kind of what was the things that that got got your piqued your curiosity? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was, um, I guess, more of like a creative. So very mm-hmm. much into English writing and just general kind of arts, like, you know, the actual fine arts, but then also did um, a lot of theater and nice. choir. So I was more in that kind of world in high school. Um, and so when I went to Temple, um, I started out I, as just, I just was a liberal arts major. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time in school, I, I didn't really I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, And I ended up deciding to leave college and I went to cosmetology school. Oh. Because I wanted to be creative and I knew I liked working with people. I was always working in the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. in food service from when I was 14 years old until today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, I, I worked at my first job was at yum yum donuts nice. shout out to <laughs> yum yums um but then actually for most of my high school time from like when i was 15 to almost 18 i worked at a small coffee roaster in my hometown um it was called coffee and cream and it was a coffee roasting coffee business with it also sold, sold ice cream very good ice uh, yeah, cream it was a really cute little spot in doylestown where i'm from and then, yeah, so when I was in high school, I was – and then in college, um, I was always, like, you know, I was paying my own way. So I think that really shaped my opinions on, like, mm. do I – should I go to class or should I pick up that extra shift at Starbucks? Oh, Because I yeah. worked at Starbucks also. That nice. was where I got my barista experience after – well, coffee and cream, I learned how to use an espresso machine, but mm-hmm. – it was at, on Temple campus. The Starbucks was in this building called the Tech Center, which mm-hmm. was thousands of computers. And so the students would come there to study and use the computers. And it was, you know, we'd be making, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drinks a day. I mean, wow. it, was, yeah. it was wild. Yeah, it was a very intense barista work experience. I'm sure. Um. But I definitely learned a lot. You know, you build that muscle memory of using an espresso machine, you know, through Mm -hmm. that work. I decided to continue on like a creative path. That was just all I knew I wanted to do. I never wanted to sit behind a desk. I knew that was Mm. what I did not want. Um, And so, yeah, I went to cosmetology school and I worked in, you know, I worked in hair salons um, as a colorist for a few years in Philadelphia. and. Kind of lived like, um, I don't know. I would go out a lot. I was always, again, working in restaurants. So mm-hmm. I was very much in the working in the restaurant scene, working in hair salons for like when I was, you know, 19 to 21. And um, I, I wasn't really loving that industry because, mm-hmm. you know, I just think the way it works, you know, you work on commission. And yeah. so if you and when you don't have any clients, you're kind of just you have to be there just in case. But you're I don't know if you have to really enjoy who you're working for. And mm. I I think I worked at some great places for some really great people. But at the same time, you know, I'm just I'm on, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. And nice. yeah. I don't know. I just I wasn't <laughs> the confines of it. Just it wasn't the right fit. 
Yeah. I still do Bill's hair. I still have one client. It's oh, nice. Bill. <laughs> um, but and also I'm always like down to help out a friend that's like going through a tough time or just can't find the time to go and like get a haircut. Like, you know, it's great to have that skill of, yeah. you know, being able to just help someone out you know and give them a trim here or there yeah Um, but yeah while I was doing that job actually one of my clients was a professor at Temple University where I started my career in college and she said oh well if it's been within a 10-year span that you left school you don't actually have to reapply you just can re-enroll Oh, and I because I didn't I kind of was, you know, I'm an open book type of person. So (laughs) may have led on a little that I wanted to, you know, get back to a more just academic life, you know. Mm, Yeah. Um, and see what other options there were out there for me. You know, mind you, I was I was only 21 still. So, um, yeah. So she told me that and I thought, oh, okay. So, um. While I was working in hair, I was always working in restaurants, and a lot of my coworkers spoke Spanish. I loved speaking Spanish with them. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so uh, I thought, you know, I always loved second language when I was in, you know, all through school. And so I thought, oh, well, why don't I go back, focus on Spanish? I had already had some of those liberal arts credits mm-hmm. under my belt. And just, you know, if I'm going to pay to go back to school, why don't I leave with something that I found to be a substantial skill? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah. So then I ended up going back and um, I finished at Temple with a Spanish degree, my major, but I did a minor in communications, which has actually come in really helpful. Um, A lot of the things I learned in my communications courses in marketing and advertising and things Mm -hmm. like that, like I realize now how helpful some of that education has been yeah um but yeah so I ended up working as an office manager in a restaurant um I was helping new hires with paperwork um a lot of Spanish speakers needing some translation help um Mm -hmm. so I ended up as for a pretty big restaurateur in the Philly area um I was an office manager for two restaurants that were connected um and so that was my first like real job kind of thing. Um, And that kind of just led me then on like a restaurant managerial path for a couple years. Very cool. Yep. So I ended up then from that job um, working for a restaurant group that specialized in beer, wine, and cheese. It was called Tria. Mm. And so I ended up working there as a server while I was still kind of I was still finishing up school, too, while I was working there. Um, and then ended up in a, in a managerial position mm-hmm. as a beverage manager for four restaurants. So I'd buy all, do all the beer buying for those restaurants. So then I started to learn more about that as a subset of, like, the food industry, craft beer. We would also have a lot of educational classes that we would put on for our staff. So I ended up learning a lot about wine and cheese as well um, through that position. And then I uh, met the owner of a craft brewery (laughs) and he said, you are, everybody knows you in the restaurant industry here in (laughs) Philly. Like I said, I'd been working in restaurants this whole journey. Yeah. And he was like, you know, you know, everyone and you have a, you know, I think you'd be really great at in sales. Um, Mm -hmm. 
would you be interested in trying it out and working for us? And I thought, well, why not? Let's try it out. So I started working in sales for a small craft brewery in the Philly area. And then that led me to work for Heineken after that. And then I worked for a national craft brewery before. That was my last job before starting Precipice Coffee called Sweetwater Brewing. And it was, yeah, it was a great um, avenue. I learned so much. And it's crazy how selling craft beer um, and selling coffee, it's it's very similar. You know, yeah. we're dealing with the same places, mm-hmm. the grocery stores, the restaurants we work with. It's like it's a it's a lot of the same um, procedures, too. So um, I think that's so basically before we started Press with Coffee, you know, Bill has been roasting coffee mm-hmm. and I was in beverage sales. So there you go. We did kind of over all that time, build up all the knowledge to lead us here and mm-hmm. I had been telling Bill we, we should open our own coffee business and I don't know the universe just kind of came together um and it came together right here in Ellsworth Maine so um yeah we we saw this property was available this building was here um there was food sales occurring in this building Okay. Not food production, but mm-hmm. food sales were happening in here. And I was like, okay. So it kind of started then me investigating like the cottage law in Maine and what can you do from home in Maine? Right. Um, yeah. And figuring out who we needed to connect with in Ellsworth. Um, and a lot of calls to City Hall um, to talk with them about you know, what is possible, um, what we needed to do, would need to do, and mm-hmm. kind of looking at our personal situation and kind of saying, you know, is this possible? And yeah, just the doors kind of just kept opening and, and we've been able to to make it work. So yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's really cool to hear your story. And it, it seems like food and industry around food is really important in your life and just kind of that trajectory. Um, yeah. Yeah. Working with people and mm-hmm. working with food. Those have that's been my life. Yeah. Yeah. Both those things. And even while working in cosmetology, there's there's still hospitality in that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really been hospitality, I would say, mm-hmm. is like overarchingly what I've done. But mm-hmm. yes. Do you find that space is like where people connect? Because it seems like all of those careers, like you said, that hospitality, it's, it's a lot about human connection. Oh, yeah. I love talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love talking to people, um, meeting new people. Um, and yeah, just I think making people feel good through food is such a special, it's a gift to mm-hmm. be able to do it or to have the desire to do it and have that be what is the light in you mm-hmm. is, yeah, it, I, I find it very rewarding. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sounds like you said you've been working since you were 14 in, in this industry. Mm-hmm. What, what got you into it in the first place? Really, like when I first started, it was just, you know, finding a job, I guess. But, you know, I always, you know, grew up just, you know, I have people working in restaurants in my family. Mm. You know, my stepbrothers, they were, you know, 10 to 15 years older than me. And they were, you know, what do you do when you need a job in high school or college? Go work at the restaurant, you know? So 
Um, and I also have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family, a lot of business owners. Um, my brother's been a chef um, for a lot, while, so I like, love having him on hand for calls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I'm tr- I want to do this. How, how should I execute this? And yep. he's always great at giving me insight. Um, but yeah, my grandfather is a longtime entrepreneur. My uncle was a longtime entrepreneur. So it's great to have those people um, in your circle that you can call and ask, you know, questions to or just, you know, just a sounding board. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, that I think that makes a lot of sense. And and sometimes like our families, you know, even if we want to carve our own path, we often are cut from the same cloth. So we yeah, follow <laughs> whether we like it or not. not yes. yes. Yeah. There is definitely something in the bloodline that <laughs> keeps us in the kitchen or working for ourselves. So yeah, yeah. I think before we, we transition um, over to Bill, I was just wondering what, what brought you to Maine? Right. So Bill actually brought me to Maine. <laughs> um, Bill uh, brought me to Maine for the first time. Um, the first year that we were together as a Aww. boyfriend and girlfriend in 2013. The second trip we ever took, but it was a really magical trip. Um, I love the ocean and the mm-hmm. sea. And Bill really, I always loved being in nature and, you know, hiking to a certain degree. But Bill really kind of really showed me about hiking kind of culture. And that's really something that he always has loved. And, you know, uh, it's driven a lot of our travel and our relationship for like in such an amazing way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we came to Maine for the first time. It was it was amazing. We camped out um, on a camp spot and I fell in love with it. I mean, I just thought this, you know, we were in, in Bar Harbor where we stayed and I just thought this was the best place on earth. I mean, it had everything I love and the outdoors. And so, um, you know, we ended up coming back year over year. Bill's parents love Maine. And so we did some family trips with Bill's family here. Um, so it became a place that was like for grew with our relationship in a sense that we would always come back to Maine. Um, and then I, when we realized, you know, during the pandemic, my job changed a lot, um, Mm -hmm. working in sales and selling beer in Washington, DC in 2020 was, um, an interesting world to be in. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I had, um, my dad was sick at the time. And so dealing with that simultaneously was also emotionally hard. Um, and so I kind of just at one point decided this, I wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, I, I just, I really realized that I needed a change because of the pandemic. I think a lot of us, yeah. you know, realize it, it, it removed the curtain, I think, in ways on, I don't know, it just, it just changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, during that time, I, I started really thinking about starting a business and mm-hmm. what it would take. And I thought, oh, it would be amazing to do this in Maine. Because yeah. where we were in Northern Virginia, you know, it wasn't even, it wasn't a place I really wanted to 
stay necessarily long term. Although, you know, the pandemic definitely framed our experience there because we moved there in November of 2019. So, oh, yeah. Um, but I really felt like, you know, Maine was really calling <laughs> me. And so I started kind of looking at properties and what was available. And, you know, we actually went on a trip uh, about five or six years ago to Prince Edward Island. And on the way, we ended up staying uh, one night in Bangor. And that was the first time I'd ever really been there. Mm -hmm. And it actually really opened my eyes to the area off of MDI. Um, I really got to like look around and kind of realize, oh, what else is happening here? Yeah. Um, And yeah, I mean, I just thought how amazing it would be to do this in this area. Um, And yeah, so we, we, uh, like I said earlier, this property was available and this building was here and financially we were able to make it work and, you know, with support, of course, from our family, um, you know, it was, we were able to make it work. And so, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like everything was lining up with that. You know, I thought, oh, it'd be amazing to be off. You know, there's only one road <laughs> into Bar Harbor from yeah. Ellsworth. How cool would it be to be in Ellsworth? but like right near that road. And then this house is, we're right off of high street here. So, you know, it's just kind of all those things. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, small, I started by making a business plan and I always give that advice to anyone I meet that's feeling the drive for entrepreneurship is, you know, it's not possible without a plan. Um, yep. so yeah, putting the business plan together really showed me the steps that were necessary to get things off the ground. You are listening to the Next Wave Radio Hour on WERU. My name is Olivia Pruk, and you just heard from Maggie Ayanuzi. And now we will hear from her husband, Bill. I'm so excited to now have Bill in the hot seat. And we're going to start off similarly if you want to say your names, preferred pronouns, and kind of what is your job, occupation, title, what do you want to say you do? Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Bill Ianuzzi, and uh, he, him are my pronouns. And um, yeah, so I am the COO of Precipice Coffee, also co-owner with my wife, Maggie. Uh, and yeah, I do all the roasting and bagging and... That's pretty much, and the and the purchasing of coffee and stuff like that. So yeah, supplies, all all things operational, is what I do. Nice. So, yeah, for sure. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And so, kind of to start off, um, throwing it back to maybe your early childhood, those early formative years. Where mm-hmm. were you? Where did you come from? Yeah, <laughs> grew up in South Jersey and Morristown, New Jersey. And it's about like 10 miles from Philadelphia, right across the bridge, the Betsy Ross Bridge. And yeah, I grew up there for most of my life. And then 2005, graduated high school and ended up at Chestnut Hill College, which is in Philadelphia. And did that for about a year and a half or so. And then ended up living uh, in Philly and just working and kind of figuring out life from there, basically. So yeah. Nice. So that's pretty much yeah. awesome. So, mm-hmm. so Jersey and then, but also Pennsylvania as well. Yeah, totally. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And so, what did you kind of study throughout high school? Maybe did you have interests? Did those mm-hmm. change? And then college? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in 
school and things like that, I was most interested in history. Uh, and I did play some sports and I was in the orchestra, uh, played upright bass and I played piano like growing up and stuff like that. Um, and that, and I enjoyed the social aspect of school and hanging out with my friends. I had a really nice group of friends that we were pretty PG about everything, but like, you know, it was like (laughs) awesome and a lot of fun. So I kept it pretty satisfactory in the mm-hmm. classroom, always passing. Nice. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed a lot more of the extracurriculars of growing up and school. So when I went to Chestnut Hill, they were the one person that were like, hey, you want to come here? So they, <laughs> so I was interested in that aspect. And I played soccer there uh, freshman year, which was really fun and a great experience, but wasn't really prepared for the schooling aspect of mm. it. Uh and so yeah just after a year and a half I tried my sophomore year and just ended up uh not really vibing with it too much and ended Mm -hmm. up back at home so got into the workforce then at like you know 18 19 and uh worked at a paper company uh working on a press and then doing the pre-press for the plates for the you know artwork for the paper and stuff like that and you know, got into the office job, you know, <laughs> was working that Jim Halpert life at like 21. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience and it was great work and then ended up getting laid off there. So, you know, oh. paper company. So Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but they were pretty cool. They were, it was nice. And um, yeah, I was living in Philadelphia at the time and the friends that I were, that I was living with, He worked at a rental company up at Temple University and ended up just kind of like starting, you know, at the bottom there as well, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) starting from the ground and uh, worked there answering some phones and then ended up managing like the maintenance department and stuff. So worked there for like five or six years for a pretty good amount of time. And it's a great, great little group of people that I enjoy working with. But then without the college degree or anything like that there was definitely like a wall of growth there right and at that point I had started seeing Maggie and I was like this ain't gonna fly she was (laughs) back in college and yeah she was like yeah and I was you know like it was just like gotta keep keep up basically so Mm -hmm. um I left that job and answered a job like you know replied to a job on Craigslist that was at a coffee roaster and I didn't know anything about it basically you know anything about coffee or anything but I was interested and I'm Mm -hmm. Italian so I was like this is a natural fit there you go yeah and yeah ended up going to this coffee company called Green Street Coffee and they're in South Philly and uh was started off just that first day bagging coffee yeah so I was back on the production line you know and uh but it was awesome and Mm -hmm. it was like a small you know it's just at most at a lot of coffee companies, it's just like you and the owner. So you have to wear a lot of hats, which is something that I thrive in, you know, like I love just having work to do for sure. So it was a great experience and, um, I learned fast and ended up basically taking it as like an apprenticeship for coffee roasting. And it was a, ever since then, a passion basically, (laughs) you know, it's been a, a dream line of work to be working in. So, that's sure. so awesome. Yeah. It's really cool to hear hear your story because I think so often 
you know, as young people were, were kind of told like, oh, this is how you're supposed to play the game of life. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you didn't, you, you've kind of didn't. I just blacked out going through my work history. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, where am I right now? But yeah, no, it was an awesome experience. Like, I do think that like every step of every single choice or decision has been very rewarding, even if it has created a new challenge right where you start from square one you know yeah i feel like um it's a it's a great way you have to like trial by fire mm. on on learning new skills and what was it about coffee roasting that just tickled your fancy yeah definitely it was probably just the i always felt like it was like it was the first thing i was actually able to make i had a lot of friends that were like uh. creators musicians making records you know doing these things and this was the first thing that i could like transform and then hand off to someone and say like I did something for this you know like so I think that that was a really the most and what has always been the most rewarding part of coffee for me has just been like being able to kind of like give someone something like that I've done basically like you said you're like transforming that product and and it almost seems like I don't know like working with your hands or like yeah like you have to work somewhat to do this so yeah and so just it feels like you're putting yourself you know a little bit of your value into something like that as well so Mm -hmm. gives you value yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think coffee makes Mm -hmm. so many people happy so absolutely it's value for sure (laughs) yeah i'm so curious just like in the process of like roasting i'm sure that there was a learning curve and like how did how was those early days in the roaster like for you Mm -hmm. i would always so the uh coffee roaster that i worked for he had a sample roaster and it was like you would do like 100 grams basically at a time and um yeah i would put hours in on that machine because the just getting consistent you know putting the same thing out every single time essentially uh so yeah it was a whole year on that machine before i even was able before you know i ended up working on the 35 kilogram machine um and that wasn't you know it was just another it was just the same thing on a bigger machine basically at that point so it was uh something that was definitely educational to me, but I enjoyed the process of it more uh-huh. than anything. So yeah, for sure. And so like from that experience, because now now you have your own coffee roaster. Mm-hmm. What was what was the jump for that? The jump from from you know working in in coffee to now wanting to have absolutely. your own. Yeah. So I think that just like from working at these companies, like the first one was Green Street, and then I worked a little bit at. Uh, Philly Fair Trade Coffee Roasters, and then a bigger company in D.C. called Commonwealth Joe. And all of those were still pretty small working operations, team mm-hmm. operations. And I just think that in coffee is one of those unique industries, and maybe like beer is similar to, although I think beer requires a lot more people like working in the brewery and stuff. Like I don't really, I'm not familiar with it at all, so <laughs> who knows. But, uh, but basically all I'm trying to say is like, it's always been a small operation and I think you end up just doing a lot of the roles and just working hand in hand with business owners. I yeah. think it's just 
you and let you empower yourself because you're like i can do this and if you don't like your boss you're especially like i can do this so much better <laughs> and <laughs> and i think that you know that is natural for a lot of people who work with people to feel as well like what is going on here you know right. and it's uh and coffee provide that avenue to really where i was feeling it's the only thing where i felt i'm like strong in my sense of purpose of like able to succeed and be able to do all these it i'm interested in it enough to be able to stay focused on it all enough to do it all so that's how i think it comes together yeah, so, yeah. no that's i mean it it seems like both you and maggie yeah. had to have a bit of that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. or or desire to to kind of go off and do your own yeah. own thing so that's incredible and and yeah, and I, I guess Maggie was telling us a bit about finding Ellsworth and and were you also excited about Maine or what's totally. what's kind of your connection? Yeah, I love Maine and I was first introduced my parents, they would originally like go every year without me. And they would even every bring like, yeah, my brother you? and sister. Not no disrespect to the parent. You know, they had their <laughs> vacation trip. Oh, gotcha. I would stay home. I probably had other things to do or something like that. Or middle child syndrome, maybe just like <laughs> oh, no. you know, showing a little bit here. But uh no, they would go and then eventually that freshman year of college, my friend from home, uh back in Morristown, he would come my friend Chris, he would come up here to Maine with his family a lot and they were mm-hmm. very like sailing and hiking and he's now hiked the Appalachian Trail and you know lives out in Colorado and stuff so he was the one that really introduced me to Acadia so that freshman year of school we would take multiple trips up here during you know like two three trips a year for like two three four years in a row basically it was a big part of our friendship for a while and Mm -hmm. uh, like and we would bring all of our friends up here and camp out at Blackwoods or you know Hadley Point uh, campground other places and just explore and it just felt like the most incredible place on earth so yeah it's always been a place that I've been passionate about mm-hmm. and but also a place that every time I visited I was like just grateful that I got to be back here <laughs> like so now living here and definitely like what Maggie was saying when we went through Prince Edward, went up to Prince Edward Island, it kind of opened us up a little more than to just like the two roads that, you <laughs> right. know, we were used to going 95 and high street, but it's, uh, it was always kind of just like felt, um, you know, it's hard to take that plunge or risk or something Absolutely. like that. So it always just felt like, oh, yeah, where else would we do something? You know, like, <laughs> oh, where where are all the places that we would yeah. do stuff? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But it never felt real until Maggie really was the one that mm-hmm. really, like, focused on making the dream a reality. And it, I am just can't believe I live here now <laughs> and oh, that I work here yeah. and that I get to, like, drive these roads and deliver the coffee and get to just see it always so yeah yeah it's pretty special but it feels like a place where like I it, like you lose that ability just even working out here you lose that ability for like vacation in the summer or something like that because <laughs> you're like kind of working through yeah and I think that I'm just like this is the place I've like I always saw it as a place to live not oh, like yeah. I, it always hurt to leave you know what I'm saying so yeah. whereas like it never felt vacation it felt like I like I'm leaving something here yeah each time so 
Yeah, it's pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. It that's so sweet that mm. you felt almost like this calling a home, and it sounds like both of you did totally. to Maine. Yeah. Is was there anything besides maybe just the magic of the place that that felt like that calling? Well, I just think that like living in Philly for fifteen years or more, like however long it was, like, <laughs> uh, it's it was, and then like Maggie said, like we didn't we loved our time in Alexandria. Right. And we loved being in DC and it was so great to have this new experience. And mm-hmm. even during the pandemic, I mean, we were very fortunate with the experience that we had. We were on the Potomac River and we had nature and we had the city. So it was really nice, but um it wasn't in the direction we never intended to go to a bigger city. Yeah. So or a bigger population um like that. So I just think that I mean, I was really exhausted of my life in philly honestly so Mm -hmm. this was like an important direction was getting out and going and taking that job at commonwealth joe uh it was a really like important moment in my life because without the college degree or something like that i didn't ever really know if i was like oh this is like you know there weren't you know like what are you gonna do so yeah um so it and so yeah it was like once we had made that move to DC, then mm-hmm. I was like, had this confidence in myself that we could do this anywhere and that I could like, you know, do it too. So yeah, be successful. Yeah. Like, you know, s- survive. Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean by be successful. Survive. <laughs> survive. Yeah. Like exactly. Totally. I've, exactly. That's, that's so awesome that you found that confidence. Yeah. That's really incredible. I, I think a lot of people, still search for that but that's so i'm so happy to hear hear that and so glad that you guys are here that's i mean we're so blessed (laughs) great we're blessed (laughs) like let me just say but no the community has been the best part of moving here and we knew there was going to be great people yeah we knew we were going to uh find great people but um and i've been doing with these other coffee roasters in philly like farmers markets and i knew the communities that existed around um that so it was always an important direction for our business to go was to be in the farmers markets and um just and that is where the community has just expanded exponentially for us in terms of like having being in a new place and Mm -hmm. meeting so many incredible people that are doing amazing things and yeah being able to kind of bounce ideas off people but also just make friendship in that way as well so yeah yeah, that's so awesome oh, it's been a great ever since we moved here people have been really great like just coming to the shop when we had it open and things like that and just making friends by just you know making coffee for people so it's it's an awesome way to you know introduce yourself to people and and get conversations going <laughs> You are listening to the Next Wave Radio Hour on WERU. My name is Olivia Peru, and you just heard from Bill Iannuzzi. And to end our program, we'll hear from both Maggie and Bill. I guess we can kind of jump into like relationships and business and where this all began. It sounds like maybe hinted at Temple University had a hand in we meeting it it did in a way i definitely um yes we can thank temple university <laughs> for our relationship in we didn't meet at on campus although mm-hmm. bill was working on campus while i was a student there mm-hmm. um but 
Bill's roommate and best friend and my roommate and best friend volunteered together on Temple campus. Um, My friend Lisa and I were both we met as students at Temple and Bill was, uh, you know, Craigslist roommate. Yeah, another situation. Craigslist connection. There you So, yeah. So Bill, um, his friend uh, worked at Templetown and that's how Bill got the job at Templetown through his friend Colin. There you go. So Colin and Lisa volunteered together. They kind of brought us together. So where Bill was living at Colin's house in Fishtown was kind of the it was a house. A lot of us like rented. Mm-hmm. We had apartments. It was a great hosting space. And Colin, Bill's friend, I'm going to give him there a full ra- on-air shout out. He <laughs> is an amazing human, but also an amazing host. So yeah, so Colin would have parties at his house and, um, you know, Lisa would invite me along. And so, yeah, Bill and I met as friends in um, mm-hmm. in an organic way, which is was amazing. We became friends you know I was in a relationship when we met and then um that ended and Bill and I you know we just had a pure friendship mm-hmm. and we just kind of started like building more of a friendship aside from the group mm. and then one day he asked me to go for a bike ride and maybe grab a beer oh okay. and so we did that and really it was like one thing led to another we really just you know, we had he's kind of saw me through an evolutionary time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that I kind of maybe inspired him to evolve in a way, too. So I think that, um, yeah, we became friends first and then into lovers. <laughs> Definitely. I think like right before I met Maggie, I was like hanging out on the couch with Cole and I was like, I think that this is going to be the next 20 years of my life. Like, I think we're going to be chilling. <laughs> For the next 20 years, just like hanging like him out. And his friend. Like hanging yeah. out. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The hardest conversation I've ever had in life was having to tell him I was moving out. So really? <laughs> seriously. It oh. was yeah, it was tough. So yeah. But uh but no, it was awesome. So yeah, Maggie definitely helped me to fully realize my potential. So that's so sweet. This month, it's really interesting. We're doing this talk. This is our 10 year anniversary of like being together you oh know? my gosh congratulations yeah our first date was like this week 10 years mm-hmm. ago so wow yeah so Bill moved into my apartment um and we lived there together for a few years as I was finishing up school um and then we got our own place in South Philly and we lived there for a while we moved into one other place in Philadelphia um and that was when Bill saw the op- job opportunity in DC um mm-hmm. and yeah it was it was a, a real in coffee roasting, you know, often the jobs he was doing, you know, they were hourly pay. They were good jobs, but um, this was a salary with lots of benefits and it was definitely a next phase for his career. Right. So um, the company I was working for actually hadn't they had an open position in Virginia. So I was able to request to be relocated and yeah. that was great. They helped us relocate and it was awesome. It worked yeah. out really well. Um and then, yeah, we actually got married in 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, when my, we found out my dad was sick in February 2020 mm. and he was going to get this major surgery in June. And we had a, our wedding plans. We're going to be we were going to have a destination wedding and only invite like a few people anyway. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of just decided to just seize the moment while he was 
able to, we knew my dad would be able to be there and we decided to just, you know, get married with just really our parents, um, there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a great decision because yeah, we have that memory and that's amazing. Then in 2021, we ended up moving to Maine. So, uh, things have escalated. (laughs) (laughs) I was just wondering, like, it seems like moving and, and growing like as, as a partner and like when you decide to live your life together, were there trying times um, and and how did you navigate those? I mean, I think a big part of our relationship was I did that job at Green Street Coffee for two years Mm -hmm. and I saw it as an apprenticeship and it was a hard job for sure. And it was in, you know, hard circumstances, you know, not the, you know, not every work environment is the healthiest work environment. Right. So um, I, eventually it's the only job I've ever walked out of and Um, that's why I'm like so at that moment you Mm -hmm. know Maggie was and we were only together for a couple years at that point but Maggie was the one that was essentially supporting me while I tried Mm. to keep my feet moving in the industry in any way shape or form to just stay and prove to myself if I really want this and it's something that I really care about then I have to do whatever I can to stay in it. And that's how I ended up working for a green coffee supplier that was commission based. And I am the worst salesman. Oh, so no. I know he's, he's not the worst. <laughs> no, no. But like, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, it wasn't, but I had to put myself out of my shell and like also yeah. expand and just take any opportunity. So, you know, it was still kept me involved in coffee and mm-hmm. kept me having coffee conversations with people and kept me talking to people that were owning ro- that owned roasters and needed mm-hmm. green coffee and yeah eventually that you know led to also hitting a complete wall and going back to Templetown Realty and mm-hmm. working there for a year until I continued to just look for the jobs that were out there ended up interviewing for this job in DC it took like four months of back and forth interviews because oh, wow. a, like I'm in Philly. So right. <laughs> right. Like, right. So like, uh, we, we think you're great, but like, we're just going to make sure that yeah. there isn't anyone closer that <laughs> right. this makes more sense for, you know? Yeah. Um, and they had picked someone else who decided to turn down the job because they went back to school. And I was like, I will do this job. <laughs> like, I want to do this job for you. And it was awesome. And it was like such a great company. It actually transformed my, like, just thinking about coffee. It made it a really positive. Ex- and in that awesome. time, while I was like even back at Templetown, like I was working for Philly Fair Trade, doing the farmers markets and things of that nature. So it was like you know just any way that I could stay involved mattered, and it all mattered because it all made me be able to feel like I could apply for this job <laughs> down right. in DC and. Um, so yeah, ended up for that first year of the job driving back and forth from Philly to DC every day. I mean, in theory, it's like two and a half, three hours. Right. But in practice, it can be any amount of time because you're on, it's the DC metro area. Um, I mean, the, the, between Philadelphia and DC is a metro area. I mean, you pass through um Wilmington Delaware you pass through Baltimore Maryland and then between Baltimore and DC that's all DC a lot of variables on the road that's all (laughs) and it was like a crazy stormy summer that (laughs) he was specifically driving in our Honda Fit and yeah just many many days nights where I'm like oh man is he gonna make it home like no only because you know there was like flash 
tropical storms all summer or that summer for some yeah. reason. But wow. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. But when we made it to D.C., it, it all really made sense because, again, it was a great position for an amazing mm-hmm. company, you know, a startup type of company. And it, it really yeah. it was it was he was very hands on. Um, and when the pandemic hit, their business model changed and Bill had all this experience that was able to help them pivot. And it was, wow. you know, so he, awesome. he did an amazing job working for them and yeah. it was a great pe- company to work for, too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And even when during the pandemic, their business turned to a more traditional co- like they were. Mm. A big part of the majority of their business was cold brew kegs in offices. So we would oh, be roasting like, yeah, we'd be roasting a ton of coffee. And then they had like brew tanks, like a brewery would, massive wow. brew tanks where we were just making cold brew. And nice. it was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then they were growing the side of like, they were working hand in hand with WeWorks all around the country. So they were supplying the kombucha and the cold brew for every WeWork and the seltzer on every tap in the, in those buildings. So it was like highly focused. And then the mm-hmm. pandemic happened and no more we work really, even though, you know, there still was, but not right. as at the volume. And they had to go more traditional based on the coffee roasting, which is like reaching direct to consumer, like just yep. getting a bag of coffee in a person's hand. <laughs> and that was my bread and butter. And that oh, was awesome. that transition basically for the year. And we did all like, it was a great year. Mm-hmm. Although, a lot of my friends were not working with me that year because we also had to unfortunately remove you know there a lot of people lost their jobs obviously so you know whether it was laid off or furloughed or stuff like that so then it was like you know Mm -hmm. I was working every day but it was you're doing a lot of work (laughs) and you're like you know and that can wear on you as well and everything so but no it's a great place it just uh the pandemic further once I was getting back to that just standard coffee you know yeah. business model it was like and then Maggie started kind of rolling the rolling the screws in the brain and everything I don't know what the phrase is but like know, turning. Turning, turning the wheels turning yeah, <laughs> yeah so so yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. that's really awesome it seems like work and like passion has really been maybe central cores to to your relationship yeah I guess so I mean we definitely um we uh, we do have a lot in common I think as Mm. people we're very different where I'm like the golden retriever and Bill's (laughs) the black cat but but I feel like that combo happens a lot (laughs) it's it's definitely it's like there is it exists yes um (laughs) And but at the same time, I, we have a lot of like our our foundations and mm-hmm. all that are very, very similar. We both are very honest and hardworking people. I mean, just yeah, just to put it simply. But, you know, I think that we both really show up for our business. But more than that, we show up for each other very well. So mm. I think that that helps a lot um, in working together. Um, you know, of course, working with your partner has, um, its own unique challenges, but you know, anyone that you go into business with, you're going to have those same challenges. And I think because we are united in love, we can also, (laughs) you know, work through them in our own way. Um, which I think helps the business in the long term you know we're we're thinking about each other first as people and I think that's really really good so yeah absolutely 
Um, and I was wondering, yeah, so you started, was, was it two, two years ago? Yeah, July of 2021. So yeah, two years this past July. Wow. Yeah, it was July 4th weekend, 2021. The roaster, our Bellwether roaster was delivered on July 1st, 2021. And we started roasting right away and got the doors open. And then we started our first farmer's market in Blue Hill at the end of August of 2021. Mm. And that was around when we kind of started getting our first wholesale accounts as well. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And how how has that been like getting into like, it's like you had a lot of like prep. It seems like you're you're kind of like... <laughs> for lack of a better term, brewing, <laughs> like, um, like, like gaining the skills and then the confidence and then to go out and start. And then once you started, I- I'm sure it wasn't exactly like how you imagined. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we first thought when we were going to start a coffee roasting business that it would just, we would only, we wouldn't have any sort of retail space or opportunity mm. for that because we knew our goal was to have a home-based business. Once I found out what was possible in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like that was the direction we wanted to go. Um, and then, so we thought, you know, we would maybe invest in a food truck si- type of thing or a cart or something and do some traveling, be able to have like a home base to roast from, but be able to be really flexible with where we were serving our product and meeting mm-hmm. our customers face to face. Um, And then, you know, we were fortunate enough to find a very tiny amount of space for a time to invite people in. So that was a big difference from what we initially imagined. Mm. Um, And then I guess the in reality, I I didn't expect really how perceptive people would be like to newcomers to the area, Mm -hmm. um, to a new business in the area um, and to new people. And that was... eye-opening in the best way um mm-hmm. you know how welcoming everyone has been um since yeah. we've been here that's awesome mm-hmm. usually um kind of wind down the show but this might be interesting to look at as like a partnership and then maybe also individuals could you have envisioned yourself here at this place now maybe say like five or ten years ago well i said that right before maggie i had told my friend i was gonna chill on a couch for the next 20 years so so no so no right but no but yes and like i think that there was always a dream to get Mm. out of philadelphia and to like even if it i mean this is the best possible scenario but but there was always that motivation to to continue to just like figure out what was going to be the ticket, I guess, to yeah. to the life that you were hoping for, which is to be like, I would come up here, whether it be the White Mountains or, you know, skiing at Sunday River or Acadia, like I would always spend my first like six, eight hours in a car getting here, right. you know, and most of my trips were in this direction. So mm-hmm. I think that like there was definitely a, I, I could. Yeah. (laughs) And the more that I'm here, the more I feel as though like this is where like I wanted I've always like meant to be, you know, so I'm enjoying it a lot. And I definitely. Yeah, it feels a little frontier even, you know, (laughs) but uh, but uh, it's awesome. And I think that that's just because we get to work with such great people that Mm -hmm. have such great food and like ingredients and stuff. And I do feel like and then Maggie is an incredible, you know 
cook manipulator <laughs> of the ingredients so i get to enjoy this life in a really uh in a really unique way because i get to enjoy it in a home style way so yeah oh, that's nice <laughs> <laughs> no, that's i think beautiful. that once bill when i got my first sales job yep. and when bill was he was about a year into his coffee roasting work mm -hmm. experience yeah. I from that point was telling him that we were gonna start our own business together <laughs> and he was skeptical at first right only because he had to build like you said the skills and confidence which mm -hmm. is so important to do this yes. crazy thing to decide to do just live for yourself I guess um yeah but yeah I I definitely had confidence in us and it um it is kind of wild that it came together, but <laughs> I think there's power in um, the manifestation process of yep. putting your plan to paper. And I can't say enough of that. So, yeah, yes. absolutely. And so I guess maybe just ending off, do you have any like future plans or ambitions? What what does the future look like for you guys? I think that we're kind of starting to after two years, you know, we've lived here for more like three years, but mm -hmm. now so from a personal perspective and a business perspective, I think we're starting to feel settled in. We've gotten we are so, so happy to be working um, in the farmer's market world and in the specific markets that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, our wholesale business, we are looking to grow that in 2024. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, that will be exploring more of Maine. Yeah. So really just exploration um, with a sense of also settling Mm -hmm. So that kind of like settled internal feeling with an outward wide eyed exploratory perspective. That's mm -hmm. really what I, I foresee in 2024. You agree. Concur. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm in totally. I definitely appreciate the idea of, you know, the extremely hard work that happens in the summer, but like also mm. that grind of work every single day was something that like for 20 years of my life which is like you know people do it much longer obviously but like all mm -hmm. i'm trying to say is like i was i did it every single day but i wasn't yeah. passionate about that schedule of life and mm -hmm. i'm moved here to make the life that i want to have and this yeah. business is a huge part of it but also this business brings me a lot of pleasure because i get to go do the work that i love to do every day in a building that i enjoy being in every day but also I moved here to be enjoying Maine so managing those two things like yeah. work and life work and life yeah. it's, it can be a hard balance sometimes for sure yeah well I just wanted to say thank you so much this has been such a pleasure it's been awesome to hear you both and and your stories individually and together well the pleasure has been all ours Olivia my name is Olivia Peruk, and this has been the Next Wave Radio Hour. I want to give a huge thank you to my guests today, Maggie and Bill Iannuzzi. Thank you also to the Maine Community Foundation for supporting this program. Our theme music is by Seek Zacharidis. You can find the archive of this and every other episode of Next Wave at weru.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Please do go back and listen to them if you like this episode. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email nextwaveradio at weru.org. 
I would absolutely love to hear from you. Next Wave Radio Hour airs on the fourth Thursday of every month at 4 p.m. Until next time, take care and remember you are not alone. Stay tuned for more public affairs programming.